Welcome to A Change of Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Walston. And in this space, we navigate life together. We ask the hard questions like, what is the truth you haven't told? But most importantly, we grow together. And sometimes that leads to A Change of Heart. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to A Change of Heart podcast. I am your host, Angel Walston, and today I am joined by a special guest, Tavoya Conover. Say hey to everyone. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to have her to discuss the topic of father wounds today. And just to give you all a little insight about Tavoya, she is a mom, an entrepreneur, a speaker. She hosts Cherished Daughters Podcast, and she is the founder of Cherished Daughters Mentoring Program, which we are going to dive deeper in throughout the discussion. And I'm so excited for us to have this conversation regarding father wounds today because I feel like it's such a necessary and healing conversation But before we get into the good stuff, I did want to play a little game with you so that my listeners can get to know you better. Okay. Yes. Let's do this. Yes. So I always encourage my listeners to be whole, be healed, and be authentic. So the question of the day for all of my guests this season is, when are you your most authentic self? Ooh, okay. My most authentic self. So... I have like a spiritual answer or like a natural answer. Which would I say? Okay, you so can do both. It's up to you. Right, right, right. Okay, so right. So when I'm my most authentic self is like my third day into a fast, and I can see like a fence like move by in slow motion and miss me. Like, did you see that fence? And you fall back like Matrix style because <laughs> your flesh is not enough, and you can see the craziness that you would usually respond to. Uh, so, okay, so that was my spiritual answer. Now, my natural Tavoya authentic self is when I'm at a beach, a beautiful beach with some good girlfriends, and we are just full of laughter and joy. And there is food. There's always good food. Good food when I'm being authentic. And I want to be with people that I love, women that I love, talking about purpose, what God's wanted us to do, and how we're going to reach those things. And just having a good time, that's when I feel like the most me I could ever be. So, I love that. That's my answer. Yes, that is so good. I love that. I feel like, listen, good conversation, a beach, and good food, like that is just the perfect combination for you to be who you are and to be your authentic self. So I love that I so much. I think so, yes. All right. So would you rather read a book or watch a movie? Oh, I really wish I would say read a book because I used to be such a really big reader. And I feel like pre-COVID, I was a great reader. but pan COVID we're not post COVID I guess we're like pan like middle COVID um I am um I'm not, I would have to say watch a movie I, I, I really I aspire to say read a book how about that <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm the same. I'm the type of person I'll start a bunch of books but I'll never actually finish them so I, I would say watch a movie too. <laughs> would you rather shop online or shop in person? Uh, I'd rather shop in person. I like to be able to feel the textile. I like to be able to have the experience of being in a nice boutique that's got some nice music and smells good, that kind of stuff. Would you rather have to read aloud every word you read or sing everything you say out loud? Oh, I wouldn't do that to y'all. I would, I would read out loud. <laughs> I would read out loud. Quick note, right quick. <laughs> 
girl. Sometimes I be if I'm in the spirit and I mess around and hit one good note, I be like, oh, you heard that Holy Spirit? Okay, that was us. But other than that, girl, just that is just funny. worship for the Lord. <laughs> Would you rather never be stuck in traffic again or never get another cold? Atlanta traffic is terrible, but I'm, I'm going to say never get a cold yeah. because, I mean, I could, if I'm in an Uber, it's not as bad as when I'm driving, so That's maybe true. I would just Uber everywhere as of my contingency plan, that is but true. I don't like colds, so yeah. I would say traffic. And I feel like we already know the answer to this based off of <laughs> when you're your most authentic self, but would you rather live on the beach or in a cabin in the woods? I, definitely a beach. Definitely a beach. Yes, I have no desire to ever have to be cold again. Hence why I don't want to cold. So, oh, mm -hmm. I think that. <laughs> Would you rather have unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos for life? Mm -mm. Taco Tuesday every day. Yeah. Every day, all day, every day. Yes. I love both, so that's kind of hard, but I don't know which one I would choose. <laughs> You love both? I do. I really do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then I, well, then you just pick sushi and I pick tacos and we just come over and visit. Yeah. Sometimes I switch it up. <laughs> Would you rather never have to work again or never have to sleep again and you won't feel tired or suffer any negative health effects? Okay. Okay. So I do love a good nap. I do. <laughs> Especially, you know, I fall asleep on movies. That's good, too. But I I like work. I like doing work that matters. So I would just say I would just skip sleeping. We're not gonna sleep in heaven anyway, so but we are gonna have jobs, we'll have work to do. So I'd say work is work. Let's do this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It makes a difference when you say you like to do work that matters. That that helps, <laughs> that helps when you that love what you right. do. Now if I just had to have some random nine to five out child, like might change your mind just a little bit. It might. It might. <laughs> Would you rather go back in time one year to talk to your past self or go into the future one year to talk to your future self? I am nosy, but <laughs> I would go back in time and grab myself and say, sis, 2020 is going to be a long year. Put the pasta Ooh. down. You can't keep eating pasta, <laughs> sitting down, and then laying down can't do that to yourself yeah. okay so i would go back a year and tell myself step away from the pasta <laughs> yes all right so thank you for playing so my listeners could get that was so fun if you are watching this on my YouTube channel, feel free to leave your answers to the Would You Rather game in the comment section below, or you can answer the question of the day, which I will put in my stories on my Instagram at Angel C. Walston. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into today's conversation on the topic of father wounds. So as I mentioned earlier, Tavoya, you are the founder of Cherish Daughters Mentoring Program, which is a girls empowerment and leadership program designed to address the growing trend of girls growing up in a fatherless home. And a part of what your program does is comes together to address the very real wound of girls not having their father available in a positive, consistent, and emotionally healthy way. So what led you to start Cherish Daughters Mentoring Program? Yes, thank you for that, Angel. That is what we are out here doing to address that. And so how Cherish Daughters began, it started the idea of Cherish Daughters' birth, Mother's Day, May of 2016. I uh, was at church, you know, 
And the pastor said from the stage, will all the um, single moms of school-aged children please stand and make your way to the lobby. We have a gift for you. You know, you're doing a, a job that's thankless, and we just want to show our appreciation and our solidarity with you. And so I'm newly single. I am, like, standing up because I know my church, and I'm like, okay, they get great gifts, <laughs> and it's probably going to be food. And I told y'all I love food. So I'm like, ooh, my kids are in child care. I don't have to share whatever this thing they're about to give me. So I'm excited. And I'm making my way to the lobby, and I get to the lobby, and I am met with dozens upon dozens of women. Mm-hmm. It's a mega church. And it's non-denominational, so they're, they're women from every ethnicity, black, white, Spanish, Asian, every age group, 20s to 50s. And I'm standing there, and the Holy Spirit says to me, what lie did you all believe that ended wow. you up here? And I'm like, wow. you know, I was just trying to get my cupcake. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. You had to come up for all this. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? And so I just look, and they're so many women and I know that very few women there are you know there's outliers and everything but very few women wake up in the morning and say you know I just can't wait to be a single mom I just can't wait to be a divorced mom Mm -hmm. and I found myself standing there newly single have just exited a nine-year relationship with um the man I thought I was going to spend my life with my children's father and here I am thinking the same thing like well what did we all believe? Like, how did we all end up here? And I'm newly saved and I'm newly single and I've been going on this healing journey with God. And I've been asking him all this time, like, okay, Lord, what is this? Like, how did I end up here? Like, why are all my relationships toxic? And I'm going through therapy and I'm doing book studies and I'm listening to Change Hearts because that's when I found you, Angel. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to ask God, please heal my heart. I want to do this the right. I do believe I'm a wife. I want to be married, but I wanted to do do it your way. And I, I did something wrong. So I'm going through this process. And um, so I'm at my church and we have this, the classes I was taking, they were Sunday mornings and there's like a four part series. They talk about the sabotage cycle and I'm going through all this stuff trying to figure it out. So this is the weekend that God decides to answer my question. Why am I in all these jacked up relationships? And he's like, you need to forgive your biological father. And I'm like, what? Jesus, what are you talking about? I asked you why I keep having these bad relationships. You're talking about forgiving my biological father. Well, I was lucky enough and blessed enough to be raised in a two-parent home with my mother and my father. Through a strange turn of events, when I was 12 years old, I found out that my dad, that I, the only dad that I knew was not my biological dad. So from the age of 12 to this weekend experience at 35, I find out that um, I've been nursing this lie that, you know, I'm not lovable because my own father doesn't love me. And I couldn't figure out how you could have an entire child that lives in the state of New Jersey, which is a very small state. And you have never laid eyes on this child. So I have been making decisions and living a reality from that from that lie. So remember when I was at the church and I was like, what lie did you all believe that you up here? Well, that was the lie that I was so hook, line, and sinker. And when God said, you need to forgive your father, I was like, no, I'm not. I don't like I don't like him. And I don't want to like him. And he sucks. And I want him to suffer. Like, is there another and I was way? like, no. <laughs> like, no. I'm, what else can we do? And so he's like, you need to forgive your biological father. So I chose in that moment, not because I was no longer angry, not because I felt like he deserved it, only because I trusted God. And I knew God was good. And I knew I could trust him. That I said, okay, God, I'm going to choose 
choose to forgive him because I trust you. And I'm going to give you all of this anger and all of this pain and all of this hurt because it was still there. And I tell people that like, there's no magic pill that means that it goes away once you choose to forgive. You can still, you can do them in tandem. So that very weekend, which was my 35th birthday weekend, because I'll never forget it. I get a DM from my biological dad who says, uh, Tavoya. I'm like, what? I just, I literally have not spoken to him to, like since before I gave birth to my child and I gave birth to him at 26. So I'm like, where you, how you just, what? Hey, where you come from? <laughs> God is funny. God, you are really funny. So he reaches out to me. We have a conversation. And he says four things to me that I never knew that I needed to hear until he says them. He says, I love you. You're beautiful. I'm proud of you. I should have fought for you. Those things in that conversation changed my whole perspective. These are the things that girls are expecting to receive from their father. This is what God intended for the father relationship to be. He wanted it to reflect his relationship with his children on earth through the way a man fathers his children. And I thought, well, what happens if we can nurse this wound in adolescence as opposed to letting it metastasize into adulthood to, until women are in their 20s, 30s, 40s? 50s and they never addressed this wound and so that was something that helped shape cherished daughters and then uh was it three years later god gave me the curriculum for uh healing the father wound and we started cherished daughters in um january of 2020 ain't that funny mm-hmm. wow. god is really funny <laughs> so that that's how we came to be wow that is awesome i have like i have so many thoughts going i was like where do i want to where do i want to go from here I love what you said in regards to being able to forgive your father. It wasn't even about you being at a place where it's like, okay, I'm ready for this. But it's like, okay, I trust you, God, and I trust your instruction. And this is something that you're telling me to do. I don't really want to do it. This this isn't really what I had in mind. But I trust your instruction, God. And I trust that if you're telling me to do this, that there's a purpose attached to it. I trust that you will protect my heart in this because that's a vulnerable space to be in. Yes. That, that is a very, very vulnerable space to mm-hmm. have to forgive someone that you've had this disappointment in, this anger attached to, and to lay that down to say, God, I trust you and I'm, I'm going to do this even though it's uncomfortable. Even though I hate his guts, okay? That's that real. must be clear. <laughs> like, it wasn't even like, oh, I don't know. It's like, no, I hate him, and I like this hate. It serves me well. I'm wearing it as a jacket. If it's good, it protects me from him. And so, um, yeah, it was, and like you said, it was just trusting God, yeah. trusting him to say, I'm going to give it to you because I I just know that you are good. And so if you are good, then I'm, I'm okay with mm-hmm. trusting you. I can trust you. That's real. So, and I... I love this conversation because even just the honesty of saying, like, I hated his guts. Like, I was not going to forgive this man. It gives other women permission to be honest about that because so many of us walk around like, I don't have daddy issues. I don't have a father will. We we don't want to attach ourselves. Yes, we are good. I'm doing well without him. Like, all of these different things because we don't want to attach ourselves to something that is negative or that has a negative connotation. And so... 
a lot of times all of that is suppressed because like I don't need him. I want to do with him. And it's like this detachment that's never addressed, never talked about. But when you're able to have those honest conversations and be like, listen, I hate this person. I am disappointed. I am angry. Like God can really meet you in that. And to really yes. be able to have that honesty of saying like, I hate this man's guts, but God told me to forgive him. So let yes. come on, God, let's work through this. This is this going to take a miracle. Like, this gonna take right. a it's going to take a miracle, literally. And the thing about it is I want women to know like, it's not a surprise to God. God knows yeah. you hate his guts. Like it's, He's not like, oh, my child, how dearest thou feel such a way. Yes. Thou is are not holy. No, God knows. Yeah. He knows because all those years while I kept stuffing it and be like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I ain't never had in my life now. What difference would it make? Right. All of those lies that I kept telling myself that I was good. And you saw what it was producing when I was asking him about, okay, I was asking him about this symptom. And he was like, nah, let's go ahead and address Ooh. this root. That is so real. <laughs> Listen, that is so real. But even in like all the realness and honesty, God can meet you in that and yes. still give you the courage, the strength to forgive and go through yes. that process because it is not easy. And I, I want my sisters to know that. Like, I want you to know that it's okay for you to be real. God that's what he wants you know we were talking about that father daughter yes. father child relationship he wants to know that you can tell him anything especially because he well, you really think he know already you know you know he just wants you to bring it to him <laughs> that is so good to say it. yes so I don't want to make the assumption that everyone listening when they hear the term father wound that they know what that means so can you just bring a little more context um, and explain what the father wound is yeah, absolutely. So a father wound is really just um, emotional damage sustained by a person through the absence or an abusive relationship with a father or a trusted father figure. So the wound is caused when a father-child relationship is perverted from God's original intent, which is for an earthly father to mimic, mimic the God-father's the God, the father's love for his children. So God's intention, intentional role for fathers were to protect, to love unconditionally, to show unconditional love, and for girls to show unconditional love in a non-sexual context. Mm -hmm. That is key. Um, to speak identity and to speak life and affirm. So if you like try to, okay, let's unpack that Christian needs that I just said right so what does it mean for God's um, plan for a father a father daughter relationship it's to protect so fathers naturally they're physically stronger men are physically stronger than women so they mimic it in that way also men provide discipline that's one of the ways that fathers protect by telling their children where the boundaries are what you can and cannot do they love unconditionally, which, like I said before, is so important for women because that father, he is that first man who's going to show her unconditional love in a non-sexual context. And oftentimes when that's not the case, girls will exchange sex for love mm -hmm. because they will, equate, they will equate the two. That if I give him sex, he gives me love. Mm -hmm. And then he's, uh, father is supposed to speak identity. Fathers tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. Just as Adam first 
His first job in the garden was to name things and to give them their identity. That's what a man does. That's what a father does for his daughter. And then they speak life. They affirm. He has the power to bless you with his words, right? So when I said, my father told me, I'm proud of you. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what? Like, I don't even know this man. If, like, I don't even know his favorite color is. But mm -hmm. to hear him say that for me, it did something to me inside of my heart that I didn't even know. And that's what God does for us, too. He tells us, he affirms who we are, who he created us to be. And that's um, what happens when those things are met. It creates a wound inside of the person emotionally. And if it's not dealt with, just like any other wound, it becomes infected and metastasizes over time. And you see that through symptoms in your life. And let's talk about some of those symptoms, because as I was mentioning earlier, we can want to disassociate ourselves from things that have the negative narrative attached to it. And so sometimes we may feel as though as women who grew up as, with single mothers, we may feel as though I don't have daddy issues or I don't have a father wound because I'm, I'm over it or I'm healed from it or whatever they may think. And they might may right. not even realize how it is showing up in their life, how it is showing up in other relationships, because it's something that they they some people honestly just don't know. And sometimes people are like, uh -uh, I'm not dealing with that. I want no parts. So what are some Person. indicators that yes. a father wound is showing up in someone's life? What are some symptoms? And that, and that is such a good question, um, Angel, because it is true. I said it. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. What do you mean? I have that going on. What are you? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm fine. I don't care. And uh, the girls in my program, they said the same thing. They're like, Miss Tavoya, I'm 13. I don't care. Like, my dad's like, so what? Like, I used to cry when I was a little girl. I don't care anymore. Like, and that's a natural self-protection yes. type of attitude towards it for someone who's been vulnerable and who has been damaged. You want to protect yourself and say, no, I'm okay. Because vulnerability is what got you to the place where you were hurt to begin with. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. But some of the ways that it may show up for um, for us in our lives, and it's going to, you know, all, everything is a scale. It's going to vary from person to person. But for someone who... Um, may have had their father slowly tear down their trust over time. So maybe he may have slowly, consistently broke your trust and didn't do what he said he was going to do. Um, these types of wounds, people experience just overexcitement from any male attention. Like, she, like, girl, why are you checking for dude? He just, you just met him at the grocery store. Like, why are you so excited? He said he liked your manicure and now you're going on a date with him. Like, why is this happening? Right? Or the other extreme, you are a brick wall. They can't get past go. Like he can't even look. You're like, ah, Jesus is my husband. I don't, I don't need you. <laughs> like, yes, sis, Jesus, he is your husband. But he's, 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 your, he's your brother in Christ, and he's asked you, could he borrow your pen? He just wanted to borrow your pen because he's taking notes. But that's it. It's okay. Right. So she is she women do that just as a way to protect themselves themselves because that slow tearing away over time that means that you trusted him again and he came back and hurt you. He trusted you again. You trust him again. And so now you're like, mm, ain't no ain't nothing getting it. Right. I'm not letting anything in. 
right? And then um, other women who never knew their father or their father left when they were really young um, or too young to remember, they too may just be excited by any male attention because they never got it. They never got that love, that unconditional love from a male. So any type of male attention will excite them. Um, then you may see women who are closed off to new males introduced into their family or community that they find safety. So if every time... <laughs> Every time anyone in the family brings a new guy to the barbecue and your cousin Kiki go, mm. <laughs> who that's supposed to be? If she does that to every new male because her community, her family is a place where she feels safe. And so anytime a new male comes in, she's automatically going to put up a, a some type of, hey, wait, no, this is the place where I can come and be vulnerable. Who are you and what are you doing here? So that may be something. And they see these little things. They're like small things. You don't think about they're like these huge major things where I'm just like laying on the floor in a puddle. Right. But it shows up in little ways. And um, also women may hate every guy that their mom, their sister, their best friend dates. Like, men hate nothing. They all dogs. Girl, don't trust them. Girl, don't. Yes. I'm sorry. I don't know why every girl has to be ghetto. I don't know. It's just kind of like... <laughs> And this is what's coming to me at the moment. That's okay. okay. I don't know either, but that's why I prayed in the beginning. Holy Spirit, please speak to me. Because sometimes when it comes to me, crazy stuff can come out. Um, But she just may seriously be, she could say, oh my God, I I don't like him. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's better, right? (laughs) (laughs) I just, something about his hair. Did you see his car? Anything. It could be anything. She can be Balika or Kelly. It doesn't matter. (laughs) These are the things that happens when um, she's feeling threatened or she's feeling vulnerable. Now, a woman who's been intentionally hurt by a trusted person or father figure that leaves internal scars, and this usually happens, say, for someone who's experienced a rape or molestation Mm. or someone who's been verbally abused over a long period of time, they will usually struggle with suicidal thoughts. Um, They'll struggle with um, promiscuity. or feelings of shame and dirtiness, like they just, they hate sex, they don't really want to be a part of sex, or they just, they want to have sex with anybody who will touch them, they just, they're overly sexualized, especially women who were introduced to a perverted sense of sex at a very young age, those women will typically be more promiscuous, and they don't even, they may not even enjoy sex, but there's just something that they do that they connect with uh, male intimacy or male attention. Um, Another thing you may see is isolation. Women that they don't want anyone around them, they will isolate themselves completely from all people, all things. And they'll just say, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just an introvert. I don't really want to be around people. And there are people who are introverts, but there may be, I would always say, what is the root? Why are you choosing to be alone? Is it really that you just don't get energy when you're around a lot of people or it's draining to you or that you just feel safest by yourself? That is something that I would say you should look at to see what, if there's, and if you know you don't have a relationship with your dad, I would say examine that. Take a look at that. And then if you are overachieving or working to forget women who are just like, she's, you know, she's just always, always working, always has a goal. She's always going after something. She got more after this soup after her name than anybody who knows she got every degree they offer. She didn't, she like, I'm just going to forget about paying off these student loans i'm just gonna keep getting degrees so i don't have to worry about it that kind of person who's just like 
working, 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 working. Like if I work it, I will prove that I am enough. Mm-hmm. That's something you make. That may be also be an indicator that you are, what is the root? Of, once again, I always say, what is the root? Like yeah. ask God to help you see like, oh, is this coming from a healthy place? What is this? Why am I behaving in these extreme behaviors? Like they're, they're always an extreme, right? Um, and so women who survived a divorce or a death of their father may experience change as a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even really like to move out. Like they have all the money in the world, but they still just going, I'm helping my mom pay down her mortgage. I'm just mm-hmm. going to stay here. It's fine. You know, I don't really need, I did get that promotion, but I don't want to move to Dallas. You know how it is in Dallas. I'm not moving to Dallas. It's like that. Those people who are just, they find it threatening or frightening or with anything, they like to keep things the same. And that's because they lost their parent in a way that was traumatic to them. And so change for them may be something that's just like, <gasps> where that father is supposed to provide that protection and that security where that was aborted. She may experience it that way. And then also people who just become a creature of habit to the point where it's like, girl, if you <laughs> if you move something, be like, move it over here. The remote goes here. The remote goes here. Do you see the box? I put it on the coffee table because the remote goes in the box. And you're like, girl, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. And then women who had emotionally absent fathers. So there are a lot of women. Um, and when I teach this, I'm like, well, my dad was always there, but it was like I had a relationship with him. Like I knew he was there, but I didn't really know him. Like you can live in a house with a father and never have a relationship with him. Absolutely. And it still impacts you the same way, if not worse. And some of those things you may experience is they women like who've had that experience, that type of wounding, they need constant reassurance. They need to be told that what they're doing is okay, that that it's gonna it's gonna be all right. Or they, they crave male attention and approval. Like, they want also male attention, but they want them to say, oh, good job. You're doing great. Oh, I, good job, uh, um, Angel. I'm so glad you did that. That was that was really great. They, they want their, their boyfriends, their husbands to praise them. And if you find that you are having problems in your relationships because you're constantly needing that affirmation because you didn't get it from your father who was right there in your face and you always wanted it from him. And now you like my husband. He just he doesn't love me. Like he does, but he doesn't have to tell you thank you. You did an amazing job every night after dinner. Like every night, like you're a great cook. He told you that. That's why he wanted to marry you, girl. That's why he proposed. Some greens, some greens, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they also have a women like this. They may experience they need a strong need for friendship. They'll accept any friends, even if even if they're toxic. Like they're they're going to be friends with Tiffany since third grade, even though mm-hmm. Tiffany is having her baby daddy over there and he was smoking weed and then he have little Ray Ray in the back of the car seat with no car seat buckled up and she like, why'd you let Ray Ray drive my car? She's still going to be, but they friends. Mm-hmm. I love Tiff. Like me and Tiff go way back. No, like me and Tiff, like you don't understand. She's been there for me. Like mm-hmm. she has, she has. And you can love her and send Ray Ray a birthday card. <laughs> but you guys are in two different places. And you yeah. can't be close friends with Tiffany right now, but she can't because she knows what it feels like to have somebody walk away. So mm-hmm. she she'll never leave her. She's never going to leave. And then there's they also have the fear of being rejected by people in their life because they feel like their dad wasn't there for for them, and so they just they they feel 
they're someone's always rejecting them where they may find offense where there really isn't any offense but they're like sensitive to that like you know she's sensitive girl she may not just be sensitive it may be something deeper there may be a deeper root and then also they may find these people are also perfectionistic they want to get it right so that their dad will notice them or so that but their dad is no longer the person they're seeking attention from. It's everyone else in their life. And so all of these kind of sound like bad things, but I want to also talk about how it may be praised in society. Like society may praise you for some of these things, right? So it may be like, oh, she's an overachiever girl. You know, she is, laude. you know, she just got 40 under 40, girl. You know, she yeah. got 100,000 followers, girl. Yeah, you know, she. She's on a PTA, and she's a soccer mom, and she did the play. She did all the costumes, and <laughs> she makes all the babies organic baby food. Like, she is, oh, she is amazing, but why? Why are you doing this? Do you really feel that this is just the way you love your family and you want to serve mm -hmm. them? Because the way Christ served his, served served us unto, unto death, is that what you're doing? Or is it something else? And then people say, oh, you're a great caretaker. You're able to support people through crisis, even ignoring your own needs. So you know what it's like to go through a crisis. So you're always there helping people, caring for people, taking care of everything that needs to take care of, except for your, to the detriment of your own self. Mm -hmm. Is that something to be physical? Oh, you know, you can count on Angel. She, oh, Angel going to be, call Angel. She's she going to be there. Yeah, call Angel. That is that person. Is that who you really desire to be in your heart? You've always been praised for that. So that's how you get notoriety. But is that coming from a good place? Once again, what's the root? And then they're they're expert at self-survival. Like they they're like, girl, I don't need no I don't need no man. I don't need nobody. I can girl, you don't need him. Mm -mm, let me show you what you're gonna do. So I got this one job, and then my third job, and then on the weekends when I work my fourth job, and then in between that, I Uber. That, like, is that because you are trusting God to be your provider, and he's your source, and he's your everything, or is that because you never know? You, you, you can't depend on anyone because your dad wasn't there, or he was there, and then he would, he would leave. He would come and leave, and your mom would wait for him to come, and you said, I would never be like my mom. I'm going to make sure that I know how to survive. And so you overcome. So you tell people, girl, you can do it to you. They don't need no daddy. Yes, they do. They, they do need a dad. You can't be their mom and their dad. Don't listen to don't listen to Tiffany's advice because your kids, they do need a father. So these are some of the these are some of the ways that it shows up in everyday life. Like I, I don't want to make it too Christianese, but just make it very practical. Like these things show up in our life. It touches, it's a it's a wound, like it's infected. So it's gonna touch and affect every infect and affect everything around it just like any other wound and these are some of the ways that it shows up okay so Tavoy, i feel like you've read me for filth okay so we, we, we gotta go through some of this so i i will definitely say i am one of the people who so my parents were married growing up they're no longer married but although like i had a a two-parent household. I didn't. I did not have a close relationship with my father. That's something that we're working on now as an adult. And I can listen. Like majority of the things you said, I was like, "Yep, that's that is I. That's it. that is me." <laughs> Hello, I'm Angel. And yes, <laughs> yeah, that applies to me. And I just think that 
as you were saying that society has a way of praising certain things and we can easily cut off the part that's saying, hey girl, you actually need to heal this and let's look at what the root of this is. Let's see like what, what's all behind that, like what's really going on because we focus on like, girl, you a go-getter. You're an over you're not an overachiever. You work hard. You are a hard worker. You know okay. how to get things done. People are depend you don't need to depend on anybody. People depend on you because you're yeah. solid. You know, and it's like yes. okay, but to a detriment. It's like yes. there there are things that are like good qualities to have, but it can go to the extreme to the point that it becomes a detriment. And even just thinking about my relationship with my father before we were in a space of repairing things. I know when I first got saved to be able to view God as God, the father, that was something that was challenging for me because how I view my father, it's like, there's a disconnect here because I don't, I, I don't know how to view God, the father in that way. And so a part of the vision for Cherished Daughters mentoring program is teaching fatherless daughters about God's love. So can you speak on how the father wound can impact a person's or a woman's view of God the Father? Oh, yes, absolutely. This, if you don't have a proper understanding of the Father, God the Father, and you're comparing him to your earthly father who is fallible, who's imperfect, who's human, it will warp your sense of understanding God's love. And I experienced that. Like, I was trying to work so hard to prove that I, that I love God. I want him to know because, you know, it says in the word, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So I was like, I'm out here loving you. <laughs> I'm going to show you. I'm going to, what, 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 what commandments can I, check, check. <laughs> How many other commandments? What else can I do? Check, check. Faith without works is there. I got some works behind my faith. Like, that wasn't me, okay? I was trying so hard. And even now, God is like, Tavoya, there is nothing that you can do that will ever make me love you more than I do now. There's nothing you can do that would make me love you more than when I first had thoughts of you before the beginning of time. So you have to understand that your biological father, he is fallible. He was human. He needs grace just like we need grace. But God, God the Father is separate. And it takes the Holy Spirit. It takes time with you getting to know God and studying your word. Because when I really know, when I, when I really thought about when the word tells us that God loved me before the beginning of time he had thoughts of me and they were good and he made plans for my life before the beginning of time and you think about that okay so let's let's get a little bit deep god mm -hmm. is eternal so that means he created space and time he stands outside of space and time he's the creator so he created space he created time and before he created that he had thoughts of you and they were good and he loved you and he had plans for your life. So why do you think now, today, July 2021, that you can work That's to right. make him love you more? Like, you have to understand when he says in the word that I love Israel, I love you with an everlasting love, unconditional love. 
it's, it was when I when God told me to forgive my father. So, so I we have to we have to forgive our biological earthly fathers before we can even begin to understand the Father's love, because it's with without forgiveness we can't really experience the love that God has for us. So we have to choose to forgive and ask the Holy Spirit to help us with that, because we forgive not because they deserve it, but because Jesus forgave us. Like when you really think about it, like how jacked up were you before? Before you came to Christ, I mean, I was a whole hot mess, like a whole entire wretched mess. That's probably why I say all those voices the way I do because I was out there. I know them those people personally <laughs> i may have been her on occasion so that's why we have to forgive like we have to forgive because jesus forgave us and then once we forgive and we we really realize that the only way that we can truly understand the love of god is through jesus's relationship with jesus and his grace like when it says paul says i i pray that you would know the the height and the width and the depth and the I think it's the length. I don't know my dimensions, but I think it's the length of the love that the Lord has for you. Like we even need a relationship with Christ to truly grasp the yeah. Father's love for us. So if we don't nurse that and first through forgiving our, our biological father and saying, okay, God, like I said, just choose to forgive. Just mm -hmm. say, God, help me with this because I'm feeling X, Y, and Z fill in the blanks. And then once that once you have sat that at his feet, then you can begin to understand what his love is like. Because without that forgiveness in place, you can't really understand it. And for a long time, even after I was saved, sanctified, speaking tongues, all that, I still couldn't really, I couldn't understand it. That's why I was like, I have to work for it. Like, like I just felt like if I, if I proved it enough, then he would love me. He would love me like and know that I really loved him and loved me back. But that's not that's not the God we serve. He loves us with the everlasting, unconditional, eternal love. And that's that's something we realized once we healed that broken place of our uh, perverted understanding of the father and child relationship. Yeah. That's so good. And I really do hope that for those listening that have felt like they were in a space where with their natural father that they felt like they weren't good enough. They felt like they weren't worthy enough. They felt like they weren't loved. And in mm -hmm. putting that to their relationship with God of feeling like, like you said, you have to do stuff. I have to do everything right. I have to be perfect so that God loves me. And knowing that God is not concerned about perfection. He wants us. He wants our surrenders. He wants yes. us to be obedient. He's not concerned about perfection. And it's nope. truly like his love is not something that we can work our way to. Like what we do for him does not make him love us anymore. It does not make us more worthy or deserving of his love. But it's truly just because of who he is. Simply because of who he is and because of his grace, we're able to receive it. It's not and I think that is so countercultural, especially for us in the West, especially as Americans. Oh, oh my yeah. God. All you do is like produce. Like what have you what have you made lately? Like what have yeah. you produced? Like, come on, we're Americans. We work, 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 work. That's our culture. And then as black women, honey, hang it up. I'm sure you, you know it. <laughs> it's 
so counterintuitive to the way everything that's been ingrained in you from a child mm-hmm. and from and even from your parents from a loving place it was never intended to be right, taught right. to you with malice intent it wasn't the way but it really takes the renewing of your mind daily as the word says for you to really understand that like you said you can't work for it you yeah. can't and we're like but we have to work that's what we do we don't know anything other than work right. yes it's literally like a process of having to unlearn so much that we have carried with us through years yeah so even just thinking about this idea of going through a process of unlearning what are some practical ways to work through or heal a father wound yes so I'm so glad you have that because I I like for people to walk away with some like tangible like okay that was real cute what do I do (laughs) How do I get over, um, so, how do I overcome this? What'd you say? What'd you say? Like, like, how do I overcome? Like this this was a good chat, but how do I overcome this? So, I don't want to live here no more. I don't want to be like you. Figure it out for months yeah. and months. But yeah, so um and what I teach and this is um just what God has given me. And so I always encourage women to write down any lie that comes to mind about your identity about your worth or security just write it like take a sheet of paper write it out everything that comes to mind that's a lie and um that you know that's not what god's plan was for you that's not what god says about you or even if you don't even have that close relationship with god yet you still know that i don't think this is true but this is this is the negative thing that i believe about myself right okay so after you write down every lie that comes to mind about your identity, worth, and security, I want you to write down every thing that you've thought about your father and your relationship in the past that are in direct opposition to God's plan for a father and daughter relationship. So write all of that down. And um, it, need, it really needs to be in a space that's quiet. Um, you need to be still. You need to be intentional and, in, and invite in the Holy Spirit. Because if you're really seeking healing and you're asking God to help you through this process, he's going to show up and he's going to bring to the surface things that you maybe have even forgotten or you stuff so deep, you convinced yourself they didn't exist until he bakes a bubble back up to the top. So take some time and it's going to, it's not going to be a pretty process. It's not going to be warm. I don't have butterflies, no rainbows, none of that stuff's going to happen, but it's going to help you. So don't, don't discount anything. Everything that comes up, write it down. And then go back and um, listen to some of the symptoms that we said in this mm-hmm. episode. Ask God, you know, is you know, is this me? Is this me? And be really real with yourself. It's not time to like fake it. You're not trying to get a yeah. good grade. You just want to be real and say, are these things that are that are um, I'm dealing with God? Are these some things that you're showing me through this me watching this with Angel and Toya today? And then after you have all of those things, I ask you to. Um, ask God to reveal to you the areas surrounding the wound that he wants you to release to him. Like mm-hmm. say, tell him those things that he wants you to release and then pray, pray through all of those things just came up. And I want you, and then after you've done that and God's going to give you some stuff, he's going to give you some breakthrough. Cause I've seen it happen every time he gives you breakthrough. He gives you some things that are healing to you. And then I want you to take, those papers, that's why I need you to write it down. Take all those papers and you're going to take it and you're going to have your nice little bonfire. You're going to get your little Angela Bassett uh, <laughs> on. <laughs> you're going to light it up and let that 
burn, let that die right there and in that place. And then continue to speak truth over yourself. Everything that was a lie, like look up scriptures for the truth about what God's word says about that. And then speak those truths over yourself. That's what I tell women to do. Like you have to be able to replace a lie with God's truth and speak those truths over you and before you know it over time you're going to start really believing it it's going to take some it's going to take some time like we say you got to renew your mind daily but god will really lead you so yes after you have your uh angela bassett usher lady bird i'm telling my age i'm sorry <laughs> and uh <laughs> god is going to be able to lead you through this process you're going to find those words of truth on the scripture that speaks that life over you and speak that over yourself daily, daily, daily. And you will find, you will find peace and you will find rest and God will meet you in that place. And you will see, you will see a real transformation. Um, there are, there are some books that you can read, but I would really recommend that you really start with prayer, the Holy Spirit and scriptures and, uh, on, on, rooting these lies that have been holding you for so long. But that's it. That's what that I'm saying, so And I just wanted to add um, to just kind of further expound on what you said in regards to like this is not the time to try and be cute and all put together. Like it really is okay to be in this space where you allow your heart to break for three-year-old you, five-year-old you, seven-year-old yes. you. And to really allow yourself to deal with the disappointment. Because sometimes we can get so good at saying that we're okay that we don't even realize that it's like it's a yes. whole lot of disappointment that is just like resting and sitting within us. There's a lot of yes. feelings and emotions that we don't want to connect with, that we don't want to talk about. We don't want to acknowledge the fact that it hurt us. We don't want to acknowledge the fact that we have questions like, well, why didn't you do this? For your father why weren't you present why weren't you here and for those of us like myself who struggle with vulnerability i know that that can be very uncomfortable to really sit in the places of being honest about the things that hurt you to be honest about the things that you don't want to deal with but this is the space and the time to be able to do that because God will meet you in that. And he can heal those areas of disappointment. He can um, heal the anger, the, the questions, the, the feel that void of why, and just allowing him to be able to have that space that's so vulnerable. Like that truly is where your healing takes place. So I do, just, I just wanted to add that as well to just encourage um, to really allow yourself to break and, and without judgment to say, I shouldn't be crying about this. This happened so long ago. Okay, it did, but we're here. And it's, yes. okay. it's okay to give yourself space and permission for that. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that, Angel. Yes, because that that is critical to your healing. Yeah. That is critical. Well, thank you so much, Tavoya, for your time. This was such an amazing conversation, which I knew that it would be. I was so excited Aww, um, when, you, when you suggested this topic. I knew that it would be just such a such a necessary conversation for women. So thank you so much um, for everything that you contributed. I truly do believe that women are truly going to be healed after listening to this and the steps that they take um, based off of the things that you recommended. So I'm just, I'm so grateful that we were able to do this. Please tell everyone how they can connect with you online. Yeah. 
Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Angel. This is a blessing. And I'm really passionate about women knowing this. I want women to be able to be healed and for us to be able to have changes because the enemy is using this as a tool. Like he is, he is strategic. And so this is one of the ways he's breaking down women's identity and how he's keeping our families broken and uh, God's image of the church being reflected through marriage is being broken down because of these wounds not being healed. Um, so Cherish Daughters, we are based here in Atlanta, Georgia. You can follow us online um, at IG at CD Mentoring. We mentor 6th to 12th grade girls. We will be enrolling in the fall. So um, I would love to have anyone who's interested to mentor or to be a mentee to enroll with us. We are Cherish Daughters Mentoring Program on Facebook, and um, our website is also linked in the, uh, the Cherish CD Mentoring on Instagram because it's a long website, and if I try to see it, it's going to confuse y'all. So you can, you can uh, follow the link there, and uh, yes. That, uh, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. And I'll oh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, Cherish Daughters Mentoring at Gmail. If you guys want to, um, you, want, you want to reach out to me, you want to email me with any questions or inquiries, or if, and if you want me to come to your church, talk to your youth group, talk to your little cousin, them, yes, please reach out to me because I'm really passionate. I want women to hear this message. 72% of African-American babies are born to unwed parents, and that just that's more wounds being created every day 72 percent that's you know how close that is to 100 yeah. percent it's like a epidemic in our community 20 million u.s children but 72 percent of african-american children that's a staggering statistic so i would love to come and educate and help pray with anyone who's interested so please reach out Yes, y'all hit up Tavoya, and I'll make sure that all the information of ways to get in contact with her, I'll make sure to put all the links and everything in the show notes in the description box on YouTube. So if you want to connect, make sure that y'all follow her. Um, and I'll also list there's a place if you want to donate to Cherish Daughters Mentoring Program. There will oh, yeah. be a link for that as well. So please feel free to donate. Please feel free to reach out to her um, because I just truly believe that what she's doing with this mentoring program is it's necessary and it definitely will be life changing for a lot of young girls to be in a place going into adulthood, not just being in yes. adulthood years and years later. But being able to go into adulthood healed in that area, I think that's just such an amazing thing. So I'm super excited just for what God is going to continue to do with that and how he will continue to use you to help heal women in that area. So thank you so much again for being a part of this episode. It was truly, it was, it was everything I thought it would be in more. So thank you. So much. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Angel. Yes. It was my pleasure. Thank you. But until next time, hope you all had a great week. And don't forget, be whole, be healed, and be authentic. Thank you so much for tuning into a Change of Heart podcast. I hope you were encouraged. And please take a moment to share with a girlfriend. And don't forget to download the episode. Lastly, I would love to connect with you. You can follow me on Instagram at angelcwalston and at a change of heart podcast. Have an amazing week and don't forget, be whole, be healed and be authentic.